This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad? Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Get in the know, non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. All right, well, what we learned today is regardless of circumstance, the Minnesota Vikings push onward. In addition to everybody getting one in here, he's going to keep the actual one he played with, Josh Dobbs. There you go, Victory Monday. Yeah, get that hoodie off. Hey, my arms are on the IR. Arms are sore still this morning. Just torn rotator cuff. Just labrums and rotator cuff are all frayed and torn. I think it was a little kid who had said wave the flag three times to put me over the top. Oh, boy. Just, just, just weird. It was the Jack Morris game. Tenth inning. Yep. Give me the, yep. give me the ball. Give me the ball. Oh, ow. One more oh. time. <laughs> Ouch. Uh, this is Purple Daily presented by Quick Trip. It's our day after Vikings game live episode here on a Monday, and uh, we appreciate all of you who joined us for Vikings Vent Line yesterday. Just one of the most, I don't know, incredibly improbable victories. Just based on your, I mean, God, you're down QB one, two, three. QB4 is learning guys' names. There's that video clip of Josh Dobbs going around. Like, he's got the offensive line gathered before he goes in the game, and he's explaining to them what his snap count cadence is. And they're like, okay, okay, so we don't jump off sides a million times. Just an incredibly unique victory. We'll see what it all, we'll talk about everything going forward and what it all means, but wow, that was fun yesterday. And QB5 tore his Achilles. Don't forget Cam Akers was going to come in if Dobbs yeah. got hurt, and he tore his Achilles, yeah. so... Yeah, that that game was, um, I would say, that's as good of character win by this franchise as I've seen in a long, long time. Just based yeah. on character, it did. It it felt like it. Yeah, it just it felt like it. It was worth more than just like a random win in Atlanta. Yeah, Atlanta's not that good. Well, Atlanta has a pretty good defense. It was less about Atlanta and more about what maybe the Vikings are building here. So. Mm-hmm. Hey, this is Purple Daily, Daily Vikings Entertainment. We just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. That is our mission statement on this show. And uh, a shout-out to our friends over at AG1 before we get the festivities started here with our hottest Vikings take. So uh, a handful of years ago, I discovered AG1, and it's been a game-changer. So you know, if you're like me, and you try to do as well as you can, getting nutrition through foods, but... AG1 comes along with 75 high-quality ingredients that give me important daily nutrients. It's nutritional insurance to start your day. Maybe it's middle of the day if you're looking to put a jolt in your afternoon. 
AG1 is a foundational nutrition supplement that supports your body's universal needs like gut optimization, stress management, and immune support. And uh, if you're interested, if you want to take ownership of your health like I did a few years ago, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash purpledaily, drinkag1.com slash purpledaily, and check it out. Who wants the first hottest Vikings take here? Oh, I'll start off because I got a fastball for oh, you. Because oh I got a feeling. I got a feeling about this, okay? So... As I said, yesterday was a character win, and and I put a lot of stock in character wins, especially like that, because you shouldn't have won, and I don't care who they were playing. I actually don't care if they are playing a team worse than the Falcons on the road. You shouldn't have won that game. Like, the improbability factor of who you had out, what was going on, your left tackle inactive right before the game, you should have lost that that game. So here's my hot take. This Vikings team is not only going to make the playoffs – but they are going to get at least one win. Wow, dude. They are going wow, to get, they're going to go on the road with no expectation. KOC is going to absolutely embrace that. Nobody, nobody's going to think, oh man, they're going to go. Cause you know, they're probably, they're, they're going to be a six or seven seed likely unless Detroit collapses, unless Detroit collapses. And I don't know what's going to be smooth sailing for the Vikings, but I think a playoff opportunity is, is, a very realistic goal here, and I think this team has the ability to embrace the pressure, go on the road, and win a playoff game. Wow, it's a hot take wrapped into a like a write that down prediction almost. Mm-hmm. I hope we I hope we see this come up and write that down so that you can go on the record with it too. But, but yeah, it's a. Uh, it felt like I kind of said it off the top of the show. It it felt like something bigger than just a random one off win and. And I, I, I've seen a lot of chatter about how, like, I had a, a rival fan base guy tweet me this morning, for instance, like, congratulations, what's your end game, Josh Dobbs? I don't think anyone is sitting here this morning. I mean, there's probably some people. Josh Dobbs' family, for sure. Like, Josh Dobbs isn't the end game for the Vikings at quarterback. But I think what yesterday showed you, and he might, maybe he comes out and has a clunker against the Saints. I think what it showed you is what they're building, the roster, the system, the head coach, everything it was a culture win yesterday and and I don't I don't want this to like turn into you know like a referendum on Kirk Cousins or whatever but I think what it showed you is Kirk Cousins wasn't the glue to this whole thing that oh my god if you take him out of the equation everything crumbles and everything else he's literally holding the organization together with duct tape and if it wasn't for him throwing the ball around Justin Jefferson wouldn't be getting paid and this and that, it's like, okay, and he's a really good quarterback, but Kevin O'Connell, has, and, and Quasey to some extent, but Kevin O'Connell is building something really interesting inside that locker room, and it manifested with Josh Dobbs coming in, not knowing anyone's name, and leading the Vikings to a victory in that fourth quarter, right? We're also too hung up on uh, on Dobbs and Hall. Hall got off to a good start. If Hall does not get hurt, he yeah. got off to a really good start. And we yeah. don't know how that story ends because it came to an end, I believe, after 11 plays. But for as much as we're hung up on the quarterbacks themselves, here's what we're missing. And the post game brought this to light completely. In fact, Dobbs talked about it. This was Kevin O'Connell's show. This was Kevin O'Connell's show. The quarterbacks were facilitating what he wanted. 
The quarterbacks were doing, I, I mean, that last drill, and Dobbs had to make plays, and he used his legs, and he deserves credit. I'm not saying he does not. But Dobbs was saying because it was a two-minute hurry-up drill, O'Connell was in his ear constantly because you don't yeah. have to be concerned about the 15 seconds shutting off uh, You know, when you break the huddle. So in this case, I think what we really saw was not Dobbs, was not Hall. It was the quarterback whisperer effect of what O'Connell can do when he gets almost complete control. Because as I've been saying, I think if Kevin O'Connell's physical ability matched his brains, he would have been, he was a high draft pick. This is why, like the Patriots, well... They look like they might be stupid now. But for a long time, the Patriots weren't stupid, okay? They weren't stupid 15 years ago. And when they took Kevin O'Connell in the third round, like now it's like, what? What? why would you take that flyer? Well, what's very clear is Belichick and company sat down with O'Connell as a quarterback and were wowed, probably floored by what they mentally saw he could do. And I think that that's what we saw. And this goes back to the start of Kirk for me, which was if an – I said this jokingly, but I'm not. If Kevin O'Connell can puppet master a quarterback who has more God-given skill than he did, what can happen? I think we sort of saw it on Sunday, you guys. So Judd's got the Vikings after yesterday going to the second round of playoffs. Since so I'm doing the pie chart to avoid me just talking for like 20 minutes straight. Yeah, Let me go well. second, then Declan comes in. No one needs no one needs that today. Okay, pie chart. And I have something. I'll give you my hottest take that kind of piggybacks a little off what Judd said. So here it is. Forget about Kyle Shanahan. Forget about Sean McVay. Kevin O'Connell is the NFL's real offensive guardian angel. Everyone is sleeping on it. I want to take you through a trail of Kevin O'Connell's career, okay? He's like, do you ever watch these shows like Scandal or House of Cards where Love House of Cards. you've got like a president, and the, but then you've got like, the right-hand man who's really lurking in the shadows. Like, it's always someone else that's really running the country, mm-hmm. you know? So let's go through a list of other people's success based on association with Kevin O'Connell over the years, okay? Start it, let's go Sunday and kind of work our way back. So on Sunday, the Vikings put up their highest offensive output of the season, 31 points, with a fourth-string quarterback who flew into town on Tuesday night Meeting teammates for the first time. He literally didn't know teammates' names, he was saying, in the postgame. He's gathering everyone around Joshua Dobbs, explaining his cadence, his snap count. And this tweet from Alec Lewis, Judd alluded to this. I want to read this. Alec Lewis, our friend from The Athletic. Unbelievable, he says, after the press conferences. Alec was in Atlanta reporting on this game. Joshua Dobbs said Vikings head coach Kevin O'Connell was essentially translating play calls and mapping out plays mid-huddle in his ear as the play clock was ticking down. KOC called Dobbs' ability to handle all of it one of the most impressive things he's seen in his career. There's no way Joshua Dobbs would understand. Like Dobbs explained, it's kind of like, I might butcher this, but it's like you're taking a Spanish class, but Mm -hmm. you signed up for a French class, and so you're trying to, like, you need someone to help you translate the French to Spanish and Spanish to French and while the play clock's winding down. And then the depth of routes and the speed of receivers and all this stuff, right? You know, I, I, I sometimes I feel like you watch these NFL games, you just take for granted, like, oh, that was a that was an easy pitch and catch completion. These guys work for months and years to figure out choice routes, option routes, right? Depth of route. Where's this wide receiver going to go on this play? Is he going to 
Mm-hmm. Is he going to go in front of the linebacker, behind the linebacker? Like all this stuff that we take for granted. And this dude is trying to figure all that stuff on the fly and understand the verbiage. And Kevin O'Connell was in his ear helping him land that plane. He was, he's up there. You got the, the nervous pilot in the cockpit that hasn't flown a plane since like, you know, college or whatever. Like you get out of the military and we need someone to emergency, uh, emergency lands plane. Kevin O'Connell is the guardian angel in his ear helping him land the plane. 2022, let's go back a year. The only Kirk Cousins-led team in 10 years to win 13 games in a regular season. No other Kirk Cousins-led team has come anywhere close to 13 wins in a regular season or eight fourth-quarter comebacks. Kirk deserves a lot of credit for that, too. But Kirk saw these spikes when Kevin O'Connell came along, and I don't think that should be overlooked. 2021, let's go to Los Angeles, okay? Matthew Stafford's best season as a professional quarterback. Sean McVay gets over the hump for the first time, actually paying off with the Super Bowl championship. KOC lurking in the background, working all week, every single week, the whole season with Matthew Stafford, right? Mm-hmm. The Rams, since Kevin O'Connell's departure, 6-18 and 18 in the last two years, including a loss yesterday, a blowout loss at Lambeau Field yeah. to the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, that's embarrassing. 2015, his first year as an NFL quarterbacks coach, Josh McCown puts up career highs or near career highs in about five different categories. And if you want to go even deeper, I mean, I'm a conspiracy theorist. Oh, so I'll take you even deeper, okay? 2012, Kevin O'Connell trying to hang on as a backup quarterback, but really like cutting his teeth as a, as a future assistant and head coach, right? Is it a coincidence that the Chargers brought Kevin O'Connell in as a backup quarterback? And one year later, Phillip Rivers was motivated to put up career highs in completion percentage and pass rate. Is it a coincidence that in 2008, Matt Castle with his right-hand man, Kevin O'Connell, in that quarterback room, Tom Brady, ACL, 11-5 and five season, career Well, that's what season. the Patriots saw. I'm just saying. Well, the Patriots got fooled because they, they thought that if the, if the physical <laughs> ability could match the smarts, that they might, you know, that they might have a legitimate NFL QB, and unfortunately it didn't, but the smarts, I think, are unquestioned, starting with that draft. He clearly, uh, he has an ability, um, and you can see it. He's got a cool couple. He is a, you, you know what he is? He is a top five quarterback in this league if he had the talent, but mentally, he's that guy. He processes everything like Neo in the Matrix, clearly, right? Well, And, and he if, doesn't you put, if you put down. him in a room with with other smart people, he elevates other smart, talented people. If you, he he if, is the whisperer. If you guys recall, the key, I think one of the key things in the Netflix quarterback series in regards to O'Connell, and this is where this is where he got the opportunity to do it yesterday, was the Buffalo play when Kirk sort of freaked out and decided to call a play that didn't work at the goal line. He tried to run. He didn't make it. And O'Connell simply said, you've got to let me help you. Basically, what he's saying is, I'm your brain. <laughs> I'm your brain. And turn, that's what he was yours off. Yeah. Well, just, just worry about this. worry about what I tell you to do. That's what he was you saying. You do want some free thinking as well, which is, I think, what was interesting yesterday. In, it's like, okay, Joshua Dobbs is like, I'm just going to uh, actually run this one for 23 yards and a touchdown because I'm able to. In moments of crisis, though, I firmly believe that I would always go with O'Connell o- over the majority of actual QBs the Vikings have played. Would you put him in? Uh, can we activate him? Can you? Can we? No, I don't want him to play. I've seen him. Point, I've seen him throw the football. I don't want him to can play. We activate him? 
I think if, if Josh Dobbs goes down, I think I'm I'm seriously considering just activating no. Kevin O'Connell. No, thank you. All right, Dex, what's your hottest Vikings take? All right, my hottest take. Let me talk to you. Here's my hottest take. The Vikings succession plan at quarterback needs to start with Josh Dobbs. Wow. <laughs> okay, let me be very clear. Oh, this is scintillating. Let me be very clear. Declan needs some AG1. People are saying he has brain fog in the, uh, the comments. You do not re-sign Kirk Cousins, and you keep Josh Dobbs around. I am not insinuating that Josh Dobbs is the next franchise quarterback. But I am saying it would be wise to start with keeping Dobbs around as you either develop Jaron Hall more or find your next quarterback. Dobbs gives you flexibility to not have to reach at a pick, which the Vikings are probably not going to be in position to, to take the next franchise quarterback. Maybe how the board falls out, we'll see. But they're going to be in the classic Vikings range, which I like to call 13 to 21. All right, they're going to be in that range where the top quarterbacks are off the board. You don't have to reach for one, a la Christian Ponder. You don't want to have to do that. Dobbs is a veteran. He's not just smarter than everyone on the football field. The dude is smarter than most any human being that's around the planet, okay? He's very intelligent. He's an incredibly intelligent human being. He has the legs to extend plays. He has infrastructure around him where he's not asked to be the man. And most importantly, he will be incredibly affordable. Josh Dobbs is your perfect interim CEO to name as your company while you try to figure out the next CEO. The Vikings succession plan needs to start with Joshua Dobbs. That is my hottest wow. take. Dude, I sort of get your point, it. though. Like, I, I get your it. point. You're, you're not saying that, that he should just be the starter or something like that. You're saying that, that he he should be an option. Um, but here, young Declan, let Sports Dad help you on one thing, because this is a thing, and it's not just you. This is the thing, Vikings Nation, Purple Daily Followers group, we need to change our thinking here, Okay. We cannot be consistently afraid of the past in the present. And by that, I mean the Christian Ponder mistake. Okay, Rick Spielman couldn't draft a quarterback for the most part to save his life. And we know that. And it sucked. I'm not saying it didn't. So purge your anger there. You're right to be mad about that. But And I was going back and forth on X last night with someone about this. I think Kevin O'Connell has earned our trust to get this right. Before we assume that, oh my God, he took a quarterback first round. And I'm not talking Jaron Hall, who's a who's a flyer guy, okay? That's a fifth round guy. That's a flyer. But I'm talking about if and when, and they will at some point in time, take a quarterback in the first round. Can we please, can we please not assume it's going to be a bust? Can we please not assume, can we please not invoke Christian Ponder's name 30 seconds after said pick? Can we please Why, yeah. understand that Kevin cowardly... well, and Kevin O'Connell though has done everything that has been from a quarterback standpoint. Now, from an in-game coaching standpoint, at times this season there have been flaws and hiccups. So I'm not saying he's perfect. That's fine. He's not supposed to be perfect. But yep. when it comes to the quarterback, he was hired because of what Spielman could not do. He was hired because he came in and wowed them, especially on the most important position, maybe in all of sports. Okay, so can we please not assume he's going to botch it? until he actually does, and that takes some time. Can we please assume that he has his act together? So you know what? If he keeps Kirk, which we've talked about, he keeps Kirk. Some are some are going to love it. Some are going to hate it. But the reality is, can we please give this guy the opportunity to prove that he's going to make a mistake when at the quarterback position, in my opinion, he has made so far 
Yeah. Zero mistakes. Dude, I think we, we, we've come up with some rules on this show, right? Like when the Vikings started three games under 500, we said we will not be using the word tank on this show. If you want to use the words opportunity for future roster well, building, we can, we can talk about strategy. I don't want to hear anyone, the three of us, I don't want to hear vent line guests. I don't want to hear feedback. I don't want to hear Christian Ponder's name uttered at all between now and the draft. Other than like, you know, some con some contextual color, right? But if it's like a if, if you are invoking the name Christian Ponder out of some fear based thinking about the future of the Vikings quarterback position, we don't need that cowardly curl up in a fetal position thinking in this fan base, in this front office. So you guys know I used to play uh I used to grind poker for a while back, like 10, 15 years ago. And the best and I was not one of the best poker players, but like the best poker players will tell you, hey. Get used to losing in poker. Over the long haul, if you're really good, you're going you're gonna to win. But, like, it's a volatile game. Even if you're the best player in the world, you're, you're going to have months where you lose money. You're going ha- to get your money in with aces against kings, you know, 10 times in a tournament. You're likely to lose two of those in a tournament. When you're drafting quarterbacks in the first round, even the smartest front office people in the league, the San Francisco 49ers, the John Elways, right, like the guys who know what they're looking at, you're going to whiff on quarterbacks. So you can't, that's the thing. It's like, well, what if they draft another Christian Ponder? What if they get a Josh Allen or a Justin Herbert or a Patrick Mahomes or a Jalen Hurts, right? Think about what Kevin O'Connell, if Kevin O'Connell can elevate Kirk Cousins and Kevin O'Connell can elevate Joshua Dobbs five days after he signed and doesn't know his teammates, what can he do if they nail the right prospect in the first round? 2024, 2025, whenever they dive in. And at that point, too, it's important to note, it's not just did you get the right guy, it's did you put the put that guy in the right system. There's a lot of stories there. I, I think we assume all of these guys that don't make it somehow are busts and, and sucked. But you know what? I would argue we've seen quarterbacks go to certain teams and they thrive, and we assume, well, they hit the pick and it was just great. But what was the development of that guy? What was the infrastructure? What was the teaching? You, you know, what could, and I'm not, I'm not saying a guy like Ponder or T-Jack would have been great, but what could Kevin O'Connell have done if he had so chosen as they were his guy? There's just a lot of assumptions of, of, about this. But Declan, I do like your point. Like the Dobbs point's a good point. He, he looks like a guy that I would want part of my team. Good guy in a room. Yeah, seems like a good, a good guy in a room. But look but, at the way the team reacted to him. By the way, too on the sidelines, they, dude, they hoisted him up on their shoulders in the locker room came, after the game. He came in on Wednesday and didn't know guys' names, like you said. It's a great story, and he seems like a guy that you would want. And and I would ask this, and I'm not saying he's a starter long term. Josh Dobbs started eight games for the Cardinals, one and seven, and it didn't look good. What happens if he starts eight games for a team? Again, Cardinals are dumpster fire with an infrastructure. I just think we make a lot of assumptions about, well, this guy ended up being awful. Okay, and that's too bad. But it wasn't always his fault if he had been put. If Patrick Mahomes, and I'm not trying to say he wouldn't be great regardless, right? But let's say Patrick Mahomes. Hell, let's say Aaron Rodgers with his awful mechanics. Come into a team that's not there. That's not the teams that they thrived with, and it's a dumpster fire team. And they are given the, the ball the, the two thousand five Lions, and they're given the ball. Yep. Di- I can tell you right now, Aaron Rodgers fails. Those mechanics don't make it. They coached him out of those mechanics. Yep. 
So let's give Kevin O'Connell a chance to prove he can't get this right before we assume he can't because of what some guy who now lives in Florida and is serious XM uh, did. Yeah, dude, that was uh, wow! What a what a set of takes there. Great. Got a high chart of praise coming up here, but a shout out to our friends at Quick Trip. Mm who are uh, jumping on board to help power yeah, Purple Chad. Daily all season long. There it is. Made our pregame trip. You got the Karuba Coffee Karuba Mug. Coffee I made the pregame play. trip yesterday to Quick Trip in Plymouth. It was a good time. And, mm-hmm. Phil, can you can you now confirm what I've been saying, which is Quick Trip, one-stop shopping. Oh, yeah. Breakfast, lunch, Can I dinner, now confirm? Dude, gasoline. I've been going to Quick Trip for 25 years. Yeah. Okay. I can confirm. Okay, we'll talk Friday about years old. Tell there Friday night. That, yep. You know what I do on my Friday night now in the suburbs? I go to Quick Trip. I'm dead serious. That was the you. first stop after I finished work on That's Friday I evening. I said, I'm going to Quick Trip. Need to go to my Quick Trip. And it's got everything. Mm-hmm. It's got everything. And guess what, guys? It also has a chance to make you a winner. And it's this simple. Look, let's talk about the Gatorade Border Battle Sweepstakes. Purchase any Gatorade product with quick rewards to be automatically entered. Chance to win two group cabin suite tickets to the New Year's Eve game between the Vikings and Packers. Becoming more attractive, right? A prize pack includes a one-night standard hotel accommodations. Mm, that's going to be fun. And a quick trip gift card. No purchase necessary. See quicktrip.com slash sweepstakes for full details. That's quicktrip.com slash sweepstakes for full details. Quick trip. One-stop shopping, and also they can make you a winner. And a shout-out to our friends at Nutrisource as well. So our dogs, are they're happy kind of win or lose as long as they get their Nutrisource, the official pet and dog food of Purple Daily and Score North. Maya Mackey was, uh, was very excited for her breakfast today, which is the same breakfast she's had for like almost two years. She loves it that much, Nutrisource chicken and rice. Stella also absolutely loves it, but she sends me – to Chuck and Don's, which, which of course uh, carries all of the Nutrisource product, and she says, "You know what, Pop Pop, you get me some different things. You mix it up, and I do, and the new, but it's always Nutrisource, and she loves that. And I'm guessing the Vinster there, waiting patiently for his patiently Nutrisource. crossed paws, just just I love the waiting, paws. waiting. You know, he's actually been doing this new thing. We noticed it at breakfast yesterday. Starts to drool a little bit more. He's starting to drool when he when he sal- <laughs> he starts to salivate and he sees a treat, and we're like, oh." Your teeth, his teeth are fine. We look, they're okay. He's just salivating at the at the thought of Nutrisource treats. We all do, quite frankly. I've thought about getting a scoop myself, seeing how much Maya loves it. NutrisourcePetFoods.com. <laughs> and they're find healthy. A Nutrisource retailer near you. Good for you, uh, too, Also, so. I just got a note from Ross Brendel that the uh, I Will Ride With This Group Purple Daily shirts, 15% off today at scorenorthcom slash shop with the code RIDE. So nice. I will ride with this group. Purple Daily shirts, uh, 50% off with the promo code RIDE. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. It is pie chart time here, gentlemen. The Rock knows how you feel about pie. A little pie chart of praise off a 31-28 victory over the Falcons on the road yesterday. And I have six slices to divvy up here. Seems standard. Seems very standard. Let's start with 5% to the combination 
of Jordan Addison, TJ Hawkinson, and Brandon Powell specifically, those three pass catchers all had at various times huge catches or huge plays. I mean, Brandon Powell with the touchdown catch right on the goal line that uh, that put the Vikings out front. Jordan Addison with the incredible acrobatic toe-dragging catch on the sideline to keep a drive going. And then Hawkinson had like 10 catches, but the one where he catches a pass like eight or nine yards down the field on the left side by the sidelines. And then he just sort of trucks and tackle breaks his way for another 10 or 12 yards. Plays like that, man. Like, all right, guys, we're rolling with, at the time, we thought it was a fifth-round rookie out of BYU. And then if not, it's a guy that doesn't know your names yet. So (laughs) you're going to have to make some plays today. And Jordan Addison, TJ Hawkinson, and Brandon Powell can all share a nice 5% chunk of pie how about the upgrade just as far as consistency from a a year ago the flyer that they took on Rager to Brandon Powell yeah Powell's been everything that they wanted Rager to be right yeah and I mean but you know Jalen ran some wrong routes dropped some big passes Powell is not flashy but yeah I I feel like he makes I, I feel like aside from the fumble in Philadelphia on the punt return he makes the play he does. He seems, uh, he, you know, whether it's jet sweeps or whether it's just sitting down in his own on a third down play or returning punts, he just seems like a reliable tool to have in your offensive toolkit. Uh, 5% to Jaron Hall. Let's not forget about Jaron Hall, man. He came in. That second drive was a nine-play, 74-yard yep. field goal drive that he helped orchestrate. Hits a couple key passes on that drive, and the Vikings wind up winning by three. So if he doesn't come out, you know, he did overthrow Hawkinson on a touchdown, and who knows if Hawkinson catches that pass, does Jaron Hall not take the hit yeah. on the ensuing play? How does the game play out differently? But uh, I think I don't want him to get lost in this shuffle that he came out and he also operated that offense at a pretty high level for the you know, playing really for the first time in his NFL career. Nine plays, 74-yard field goal drive. Jaron Hall, to me, too, that, that because the first series looks so shaky, right? And I thought, we're in for a long day here. And the second one, he completely looked like he was in, in control. Um, impressive. So so we, of course, on this show, wish for no one to get hurt. But if Hawkinson catches that pass and Hall plays, and let's say they win or, or lose, um, what what's your feeling about not having the Dobbs story occur though because the Dobbs story and I wish he he hadn't got hurt so please hear me clearly here but the Josh Dobbs story was such a great story and I mean the guy literally steps in four uh, four days after being acquired five days so but but the Jaron Hall story would have been really cool too if it was mm -hmm. you're saying I'm saying I'm saying if it was the same if they would have won the game with Jaron Hall yeah it would have been same to you also a really cool story okay yeah I just was not quite not quite as cool. I mean, but the, it would have been. Does a- Jaron Hall get hoisted on his teammates' arms and he doesn't know their names? That's just. I don't know. I'm gonna come. I'm gonna come back to that exact question later in the pie chart. Ooh. Okay. Oh, I teased. I teased something. I didn't know. Yeah. Know I was teasing. Because I think I think yesterday shattered some people's realities oh. as to what this team is about. Okay. And, and we'll get there later in the pie. Okay. Chart. All right. I'm, oh, I'm not. I'm not pushing you. Mm-hmm. Uh, another slice, another 5% to former Vikings quarterback Taylor Heineke for just doing some Taylor Heineke things. Oh, he throws the really bad interception to Byron Murphy Jr. 
And then, you know, they still had time and a chance. Didn't they have, they had a couple timeouts too, right, on that last drive? Mm-hmm. And they have one of the best field goal kickers in the league. So they really just had to cross the 50 with two timeouts and like, was it 35 or 40 seconds left or something? And he just threw check down after check down. I don't know if it was him or Arthur Smith, but you guys, you know, well, you can yes. take a shot down yeah. the middle of the, I'm sure the Vikings would have gladly given them like a 20 yard shot down the middle of the field at some point. And he just didn't take any of them. So Arthur you. Smith deserves, I, I think he has to share and, Taylor, who I Taylor and Arthur yeah, can share that slice. Taylor, I always thought was a you know a pretty good backup. Yesterday was awful, but Arthur Smith is a buffoon as well. He is just <laughs> chomping at the mustache. he's chomping at the bit to get fired, baby. <laughs> so we'll give it. Yeah, we'll give kind of a combo slice there to to Taylor. It'll be one slice, one fork. They can just share it or whatever. However they want to do. All right, uh, fourth slice here. We're going 10% to the Vikings' defense. So you kind of floated this yesterday on Ventline. I agree after digging back through this game here. So the Vikings' defense, to hold Atlanta to a field goal after the second quarter fumble by Dobbs, that drive started just outside the red zone. All right, defense, sudden change. Come on in here. Hold them to a field goal. And then in the third quarter, early third, another fumble. Atlanta gets the ball at, like, the 30-yard line. And boom, they wind up holding them to a field goal. And then forcing two turnovers in the third quarter, the, uh, including the Byron Murphy Jr. interception, just... Is my my okay? camera's oh, just going focus. blurry okay. in and out. I'm just trying to get <laughs> no, it to focus. Keep to going. It. Keep going. You're fine. Sorry. Okay. No, you're fine. Okay. Um, I just think them putting a stop to potential yes. touchdowns that could have maybe ended the game early. Yes. It just it kept the Vikings in it, kept them down by one score, and, uh, and gave them a chance at the end. And, and to, to go back to this being a character win and culture win, what I loved was KOC's story, which is the defense played absolutely outstanding, and then at the end, give up the long drive, right? And they get hammered in the run game, and yeah. in, they were gassed. But the story I loved was, so the, the defense all day, picked up the offense, but after that uh, Falcons touchdown, as the defense, you know, dog-tired, coming off the field, shoulder slumped, the offense ran on and said, we got you back this time. We've got you this time. Complimentary football at its purest form, boys. (laughs) Complimentary At its purest form, which is you lifted us up all day, we owe you, and then they delivered. It's a beautiful Getting thing. Chills Complimentary yet? football. Getting chills yet? Hair on your arm standing oh. up yet? Slice number five, 25% mm-hmm. to Joshua Dobbs. This dude has now learned or is in the process of learning. I wouldn't say that he has learned the system yet. He's in the process of learning yes. his fifth offense in two years. This is the fifth different team he's been on since the start of the 2022 offseason. Zero practice reps this week because, hey, we got Jaron Hall over here has never played either, so we got to get this guy as many reps as possible. And he's literally teaching the cadence to the offensive line on the sideline before the game here, or uh, during the game, I should say. Here is a crazy statistic for you guys. So Joshua Dobbs put up an 86.6 QBR yesterday. This isn't pass rating. This is QBR on a 0 to 100 scale. It's what we use for our quarterback cesspool challenge in which at least two of us have used Joshua Dobbs in the quarterback cesspool challenge this season. So his 86.6 QBR was the highest of any quarterback in week nine. 
higher than Joe Burrow last night, higher than you know Dak Prescott before the end of that game against the Eagles. And it was the second highest single game QBR by any Vikings quarterback since week three of the 2021 season. The only one higher was Kirk Cousins against Green Bay two games ago. That was a 92.5. Now, obviously, Joshua Dobbs had a couple really bad plays where he turned the ball over, but he made so many huge high leverage. So QBR takes into context, if it's fourth and seven and the game's on the line and you don't convert, but you do convert, that's worth a lot more than like just a standard, you know, first and 10 first down throw. And how many times did he, with his legs, with his arm, bring the Vikings back from the football dead in that game yesterday. Just all of the high leverage winning plays that he made. Um, that's what had him as the highest graded quarterback, according to ESPN's QBR in the league yesterday. Yeah. Fourth down play was incredible. And mm-hmm. that was, and dare I say, and they, this is not just a Kirk thing. Dare I say, there's a lot of Vikings QBs in recent vintage that don't have the ability to take off and run like that. And yeah, I mean, it was fun to, to watch. It was fun. It's why I don't, you know, it's why this is not the, the type of game where, you know, the fixation is, well, it was Atlanta and they suck. And if you play a good team, okay. But you were still down to your basically fourth QB. You're down a bunch of guys. Um, several guys, not just Dobbs, stepped up and, and made huge plays. A defense that we incessantly bitched about a year ago because they deserved it now makes a ton of plays. uh, partially because of the confusion caused. So, yes, Dobbs, the running part to me, I actually enjoyed. And then then the critics on X said, well, yeah, but he can't really throw the ball. And then he threw the ball, too. So it was a hell of a day. Yeah, and and we talked about this on Ventline yesterday, but I don't think anyone would sit here and say, Joshua Dobbs is as good at throwing the football from a pocket as Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins is one of the top three to five in the NFL at just – standing in a clean pocket and dissecting an opposing defense. I think some of the criticism of Kirk on this show has been when conditions are muddy, you know, it's fourth down, there's nobody open. And he's not a runner. What do you do? What do you do? That's not even Kirk's fault. He's just not a runner. Yep. It is nice when it's fourth and seven, fourth and eight to have an option other than throwing to a blanketed receiver. Well, and what makes that, what makes that nice too is the fact that the defense in the back of their minds, that has to constantly be there. He can't, if we allow him to take off, he's going to get yards. So, yep. like, that's the thing that, that brings a Brandon Powell open, right? Because somebody has to say, okay, if I take off and he takes off, I'm in trouble. Yep. And again, Joshua Dobbs is a backup. He's an NFL backup. Maybe at this point he might have played himself into, like, one of those roles. There's always four or five guys in the league at any given time where it's like, they're a backup, but they're being used as a placeholder starter. You right. know, he might have played himself into that role. But, you know, if Kirk is the 8th or 10th or 12th best quarterback in the NFL, Dobbs is still outside the top 20, but his skill set in some certain instances was very, was very advantageous yesterday. Mm-hmm. And that leaves us with the last slice of pie, 50% to Kevin O'Connell. That was a culture win yesterday, man. He is truly the puppet master of this whole thing. And, of course, individual players, Justin Jefferson, Kirk Cousins, the last couple of years, deserve credit for their performances and, and buying into what Kevin O'Connell is preaching. But KOC elevated Kirk Cousins last year and a bad defense to 13 wins. 
He kept this team focused after a one and four start, had them continuing to believe that they are one of the best teams in the NFL. And then he crafted a rookie, a, a game plan for a rookie quarterback that goes out the window after the second drive and then alters it on the fly for a, uh, a not a free agent, but a seventh round, six round pick swap trade. And they wind up dropping 31 points on a pretty good defense on the road. And here's the point that I'm going to make off what you said a couple minutes ago, Judd, right? Mm-hmm. I think most people have seen that post-game locker room celebration. Now, we played it off the top, at least a portion of it. And that locker room hoists a player on their shoulders, Joshua Dobbs, that they had not met five days beforehand. And I feel like the mistake a lot of fans and people, even like, like Ryan Clark went on ESPN last week and basically said, and I love Ryan Clark, but he basically said, Kirk Cousins is the glue to this whole thing, and this is a devastating blow. I don't know how they're going to bounce back from the glue to this whole thing being taken out. That's not true. He's a really good quarterback. Right. But, dude, they literally, like, took him out, put him on the couch in an air cast, brought another guy in, scored more points, and then hoisted that guy up on their shoulders in the postgame locker room. This team embraces Anybody who helps them win, okay? Yep. So, like, to sit here and think that, oh, man, the franchise is going to crumble because of an injury to Kirk Cousins, and it sucks that he got hurt. And he is the best quarterback compared to Dobbs and Jaron Hall. Absolutely, he's the – like, if you could snap your fingers and bring him back healthy right now, I won't speak for you guys, but, like, of course you would want that if you're looking for the Vikings to win. But to think that everything else was a house of cards and it was all going to crumble and fall apart – Look at the way they embraced and leaned into and treated Joshua Dobbs during the game and in that locker room. And that says everything you need to know about the culture that Kevin O'Connell is building. Well, and I mean, they're perfect. They are 4-0 without Justin Jefferson, arguably the best receiver in the entire league. Their left tackle, who is one of the best, if not maybe currently the best left tackle in the entire National Football League, we found out on Saturday was questionable, and he didn't play. So, like, it goes beyond Kirk. You you took out pieces of the puzzle that we all would say, oh, man, if you don't have those, you're in huge trouble, right? You're screwed. And, yeah. you, won, and you won a game. So, yes, it's never going to be about one guy. It's going to be about what have you built, what has, and in, in this case, look, if we ever questioned, and it's fair to say we, if we have ever questioned um, the switch from crusty old Zim to O'Connell, we got a tutorial yesterday in how well it has indeed worked. And and a year ago, I was the guy that said, you know what I want to see? I want to see adversity. And I'm not talking about one-score games in, in which you get bounces and things. I want to see what O'Connell does when there is real adversity, when guys are out right before the game, when Cousins goes down. All of those things this year, including a crappy start because you couldn't hold on to the damn football, have occurred, and this team now has won four consecutive games. The Rock knows that's how where the you glue feel is, and that's why he gets fifty percent. Man, just coaching and navigating his way through this. So fifty percent Kevin O'Connell, twenty five percent Joshua Dobbs, ten percent to the Vikings defense, five percent to Jaron Hall, a five percent split between Taylor Heineke and Arthur Smith, and a five percent split between Jordan Addison, T.J. Hawkinson and Brandon Powell. The Rock knows how you feel about pie. So let us know in the YouTube comment section what your pie chart split would look like and see if we're uh, if we're missing any. By the way, thanks for hanging out with us. If you could click the subscribe button and the like button, 
on this uh, live episode of Purple Daily. You can help us spread the word about this amazing community of Vikings fans. Boys, let's get to some uh, nitpicks here. When the Vikings win, we give you nitpicks. When the Vikings lose, we give you silver linings to keep things balanced here. Uh, and these nitpicks are presented by our friends at Finch Home Solutions. Let them pick nits with your electrical system so you can get it fixed. Or your hot tub, maybe. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, yep. That van shows up, and you hear the beeping, or you don't, but you know what? It's fun to say that, that you do. And my guy, Cody Finch, and his team at Finch Home Solutions are going to have the solution for your electrical problems. It can be big. It can be small. And I'm going to tell you right now, Cody, probably in a great mood today because of that Vikings win, because of the, the hot streak. And, you know, Phil talks about the culture uh, at TCO, well, I'm going to tell you about the culture at Finch Home Solutions because it's outstanding. Culture wins. Fa- exactly right. Fast, courteous, professional. They're going to tell you what needs to be done. They're not going to try to give you a bunch of uh, a bunch of the stuff you don't get. They're going to be upfront. And we're talking about you know small projects like um, like outlets being installed. We're talking about huge projects like perhaps a rewiring of your house. Believe me, it's all important and. We're talking about uh, something, too, here that is not DIY. You want to have this done by the professionals at Finch. Give them a call, 612-357-2604, or go to their new designed website, finchhomesolutions.com, finchhomesolutions.com. They are going to take care of whatever electrical issues you might have. All right, boys, give me uh, Declan. We'll start with you. Give me a nitpick. Give me a nitpick. Can, Can the Vikings, just for love of God, figure out, a solid running back to use because this is getting ridiculous. Like Alexander Madison clearly is not the guy. I know Cam Akers, they just lost for the season. I mean, Dwayne McBride was this kind of unicorn they found in the seventh round. That was the stud at UAB, but then in training camp, it looked like, oh, he's actually behind the eight ball a little bit. Is he really that bad? Is he really that bad that this guy can't get on the field? Because they have to figure out other ways to just run the ball more effectively. You can't just obviously ditch the run. You can't just stop running the ball. But at the same time, they need to get more consistency in the run game. Uh, it's one of the mini topics, actually, that might come up today also on Purple Daily on Draft. Cheap plug with Tyler Fornis and Miles Gorham. But getting this run game back to just a semblance of having some effective runs would be huge because they can't abandon the run. They have to figure out better ways to run the ball more effectively. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Ty, Ty Chandler's got to get in there a little bit, right? You know, And maybe, maybe because you're a little bit less concerned about perfect pass protection, now that you've got mobile quarterbacks here, could you? I mean, that's the big reason why Ty Chandler's not in there, right? They just don't trust him on pass plays. It's got to be, I think. So, so if you're a little bit less worried about, you know, when you have Kirk Cousins back there, your running back better be able to pick up a linebacker. But if it's Joshua Dobbs, okay, if he whiffs a little bit, you know, you just scoot outside the pocket. Does this open the door maybe for Ty Chandler to get some more snaps starting next week? It probably should. Yeah, it's weird though. His so if if um KOC seems to have a blind spot offensively, it's Madison. Like he runs him out there all the time and it's like what are you seeing? What do you think is going to like at what point yeah. in time do you think he's actually and and I know, you know what he runs tough. He runs tough and he cares a lot. This is not a guy that's slacking off. But what are you seeing that makes you think he's actually going to have a great rushing game? It's a very weird thing. He puts him out there he starts him yesterday, and, you know, he goes headlong into the m- middle of the line of scrimmage, as I recall, and he gets nothing, and it's frustrating to watch. It really He's is. He's averaging a career-low 3.6 yards per attempt this yeah, season. I'm with Declan on this. Carries, I'm with so. Declan on, on this. Uh, mine is this. Despite the fact he was a hero on Sunday, 
I think one of the main conversations, and my guess is Jaron Hall is not going to be cleared to play Sunday. Like that concussion, they got him out immediately. It didn't look like a small, like he didn't just bump his head. He he got hit in the helmet and then was tackled and his head spiked off the ground. So I'm and guessing he needs reps. Like he, if he's not practicing on Wednesday, Thursday. Yeah, and I'm guessing he's just not going to be an, an option. So Josh Dobbs is. And my nitpick is this. Josh, you were great. You were fantastic. Buddy, we got to talk about ball security. Ball, because <laughs> yeah. that, that will, against a better team, that's the type of thing that will bite you in the rear end. And and the defense did a great job um, and held the Falcons on the Vikings turnovers to a total of six points. But if you're playing a better team, you can't count on, on that. Uh, when in doubt, make the smart play. Eat the football. Like, okay, you get sacked, you get sacked. Or you take off and run. But ball security. We, I don't want to see this team go back to where they were previously. And the, you know, the biggest complaint, I think, about the entire year the run game's up there, certainly, but I think the biggest complaint, and I think the thing that cost them games early, was the fact they couldn't hold on to the damn football. I don't want to see them go back to that now. Yeah. You know, what's kind of crazy is you look at their schedule, too. I don't know if nine wins gets you in, but nine wins gets you right on the doorstep, especially with as you're racking up these conference wins. You beat the Falcons, knock them down a peg, right? If you beat the Saints, now you're you're building your conference record against teams that you might need that tiebreaker against. But mm-hmm. you only need four more wins in the next two months to get to nine wins. And you've got a home game against the Packers, a home game against the Bears. That's two. Almost even even with Joshua Dobbs or Jaron Hall starting at quarterback, right? So can you find two more wins if your goal again is to get to the playoffs, be a wildcard team? Can you find two more wins home against the Saints at a mediocre Denver team, at a Raiders team that I guess they showed some life yesterday? Now that they're like shooting hoops in the locker room and smoking cigars. They're smoking victory cigars after beating the Giants backup quarterback yesterday. But Josh McDaniels is an absolute idiot. Like let's yep. let's just be clear. He he that guy stinks. He absolutely stinks. Oh, this team is so you you could see the relief post game on their faces. <sighs> Not to have that moron trying to talk to him. Yeah, the Jay Glazer report that they all oh had a big, God. big come to Jesus meeting and they aired everything out <laughs> and everything felt fine. And Antonio Pierce, who played for the Giants back 15 years ago, used an example about, you know, this is kind of how we banded together and, you know, n- knocked the Patriots off. And Josh McDaniels got offended about the Patriots comment in front of the room. Don't ever talk about the Patriots like that. Yeah. Bye. You, you don't coach for the Patriots anymore. Yeah. Bye. See ya. You're an idiot. You're over three on this coaching stuff. Go back to the Patriots. Work for Bill until Bill leaves, and then go do something else with your life. Probably not going to be a TV personality, is he? No. He's going to wind up. He drives me crazy. He'll kind of fall down the coaching ranks. And, yeah. Uh, my nitpick. Speaking of TV, Chris Myers <laughs> is so bad at play by play. He's in like his he 18th is, year, dude. Right. He's awful and i hate to clown on you know a, a media brethren here but the first drive of the game it's like dude are you can you see <laughs> you know there's there's plays where like the vikings are getting tackled six yards short of a first down and he's like he's close to the first down it's like there's a ventriloquist puppeting a play-by-play guy and yep. it's it's like chris myers oh, welcome Mar- and people kind of clown Mark Schlereth for being a football football. Mark Schlereth doesn't have a chance with Chris Myers setting him up for three hours. So, I don't know. All game long, he was confused. 
He didn't know who was calling timeouts. He didn't know, like, if guys were five yards away from a first down. It was, it was bad. Yeah. Well, we need more Kenny Albert. Is what I'm calling. Oh, Kenny, Kenny hey, Albert is. You know, what? you know what? He's a play-by-play guy. Myers isn't. Yeah. I don't understand why he does it. Yeah. I don't get it. It's the weirdest it's so thing. Bad. He must. He, I don't know if he's just under contract and he works for cheap or what. It is the weirdest. I mean, he's got some weird ventures too. Guy. Like he he literally hosts the studio version from the Westminster Kennel Club Dog Show, and he does Fox Sports the home game. Like he's kind of like yeah, like to Judd's point, he's not really a play by play guy. He's a studio no, guy, the Sports Center guy so from way back when. Talented people like put, yeah. put Corey Provis in that slot. There's like talented actual people that could hold that down. Did Schlereth not realize that Dobbs had been starting for? The Cardinals. He kept talking about how quarterbacks yeah, like Dobbs don't get snaps. Blah blah. And and look, I mean, if you're talking about he the Vikings, that's fine. But he was talking <laughs> right. about how Dobbs was. It sounded like he just thought that he hadn't been playing for it's anybody. Possible he has no idea. Yeah, there was not yeah. a lot of prep. I feel like, or less. You know what? Of uh, information retained. Schlereth is is uh, going into the Broadcasting Hall of Fame compared to Vilma, though. Jonathan oh, yeah. Vilma was easily the worst analyst I've heard this season on, <laughs> on a Vikings game. Up with, I mean, there's guys that would love to have those positions, I'm sure, and would be great. Yeah. But I get that some of, like, Jonathan Vilma, because he won a Super Bowl, is more, well, he's a household name almost entirely because of Bounty Gate. Yeah. But so that's a little questionable. You but. talk about no prep. Oh, my God. Boy. Yeah. Welcome in. It's Kenny Albert ah. and Jonathan Vilma, who just woke up and hasn't prepped at all for this game today. Kenny just rams We're right through, though. Talking. Like, no matter what Vil- Vilma says, he just keeps going. But Vilma will crack some jokes, and Kenny Albert is like, no, man. Nope. We are, no, he's... I, no. I heard that joke. I will laugh later after we're done with this professional football broadcast on Fox from Lambeau Field. I saw a picture of Kenny. I think it was Friday night in in Milwaukee on MSG doing the Knicks game. Like he's never, he's never home. The shot just wide of the net. And I think he's married. I don't know when, when does anyone see Kenny? He just lives in a Marriott, you know, in like six different Marriott's (laughs) the entire week. He doesn't pay rent anywhere else. He just lives in a hotel. Like that Clooney film. Up in the air? Yeah. yeah up in he's the air. Yeah, he's up he's in just the air. never home. Yep. It's a great movie, by the way. It is a great film. It's really Anna sad. Kendrick? Yeah. It's sad, but it's really sad. good. It's a really good movie, though, yeah. Yep, Georgia. Well, it's safe to say the Vikings quarterback situation is uh, not up in the air for the Saints game, if you know what I'm saying. Huh? Oh, okay. Huh? No? Okay. All right. All right, All right that's go. a wrap here on Purple Daily. <laughs> There's our Kenny Albert. Quick Trip. We'll have, uh, it sounds like we're a green light for the Booney Trenches film breakdown today, too. So we'll have that. We'll nice. have Purple Daily on draft before I die. Vikings are five and four. They haven't lost in a month. And uh, the train keeps rolling. Thank you guys for hanging out with us today. Please click that like button and the subscribe button on the Purple Daily YouTube channel. And we'll see you later today.